When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's what's cooking on the day. Sports Stove Local Hour. We're talking EKU football with Ryan Jackson, as we always do. We're also talking EKU volleyball with head coach John Bazzani and EKU women's basketball with Sierra McCullough. All that and more. That's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open receiver. Touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. You can try your new favorite flavor of jerky at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And welcome into an all-new local hour. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined as I am every week by the one and only Captain Ryan O'Ryan Jackson. Uh, Ryan, how you doing, man? You know, I'm, I'm doing all right. Good little uh, Monday. Uh, just a little tired, I would say. <laughs> A little tired. Now let's start with uh, some easy questions. Um, <laughs> the plane ride versus the bus ride uh, to Central Arkansas. A million times better. A million times better. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a million times better. And the, there's perks in being uh, not the guy, but sitting next to the guy anyway. I got to sit next to the Parker McKinney on the flight. <laughs> so we, of course, we got. Uh, he had the aisle seat, which is still crazy, but. <laughs> We were next to the the exit row seat, so we got the bigger chairs. So I, it was, yeah. it, it's a thousand times better for me. Rough game, right? I mean, at the end of the day, a, a loss is always going to hurt. Uh, this one, you guys uh, take the lead with 24 seconds left, and they take the lead with zero seconds left at the ultimately at the end of the game. Um, you know, it's. It, it's always a good competition between the two of y'all, um, EKU and Central Arkansas, and uh, and want to give them some, you know, some some credit. Um, I mean, they deserve credit. They they did win, but uh, it's interesting to me is how close it is, and how many times in the last three years where you guys have gotten a lead with under a minute <laughs> to go, and sometimes you guys still come out with a win, but then it's always comes down to one more play. Right. And um, we'll talk about the officiating in a second, but just the talk through the emotions of that taking the lead and 24 seconds left in the game. And then just that the heartbreak that comes uh, as time expires. Right. Uh, it, it definitely is a, definitely was a heart jerking uh, loss. That's one uh, for anybody who knows football and cares really dearly about football. They know that one hurts losing that way, but uh, we get a stop. They, uh, they do their little QB punt uh puts us down to the three and you know the way we feel about any situation as long as we got 18 as long as we got our offense we got a shot they they take it 97 yards on down like ieb gets his touchdown catch and has a fantastic celebration by the way <laughs> uh and all, all hope is looking up because we we knew that could happen we knew our offense can get us down there we knew they could score everyone's confident on the sideline and then and then we step back out there for defense knowing we could get a stop knowing this is this is our moment to win the game. And uh, some stuff didn't happen our way. Some uh, some some stuff just it, – it's been the story of our lives for this season. Uh, one, one or two plays have always cost us a game, and that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate mm -hmm. that we can't find a way to, to win games like that because we've been in situations where we've won games like that. And yeah. it, it shows how tough our conference is. So respect to our conference because no game has gone down that hasn't gone down to the wire really. All the teams are competitive. All the teams are good, and it's it's a bunch of good football teams playing good games. And 
you can't you can't argue with that. You can't deny that. And all the teams are playing hard. All the teams are f- playing inspired. And it, like I said, it, it really shows how how much our conference has really boomed in the past couple of years. More than man that you can take the negatives from the losses, but you also have to find victories and everything. Uh, Parker, you know, he started off the game rough again, uh, <laughs> interception. He ended up throwing two in the game, but I'm sure that, uh, a, a big sigh of relief came off of his shoulders with that, that last touchdown. He throws two touchdowns, 377 yards. He was only sacked one time in the game, 54 attempts in this game. B Sloan, uh, his run game, none of the run game could really get going, uh, but Sloan still had 109 yards receiving to go along with his 48 yards rushing. Uh, Jaden Smith and Jalen Burbage, both nine catches, both 85 yards. Uh, Burbage did get the touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, Ethan EB, he had the touchdown there as well. Mo Edwards, five catches, 39 yards to go along with it. Also, um, you guys held Shanderick Powell to 98 yards, which is a big deal. I mean, um, you know, some people would look at 98 yards and go, oh, man, it's basically 100. Yeah, but this dude is this dude is crazy good, and you guys contained him, right? Right. Now, I mean, for, for all the people that need a reference, he was at North Alabama last year in the 52-54 game, and he had 260-something yards on us. So to hold him to 99, 98, however many, is a, a victory, obviously. Yeah. But it, it was one of those things we we had focused on the run game, and that was going to be a key for this week. They have a three-headed monster over there with Shanderick, Darius Hale, and uh, I forgot the number seven's name, but he's also another running back that they got. And I, I thought our I thought the biggest competition that was going to be was their front versus our front, and I'm I'm happy to say I felt like our front definitely I wouldn't say dominated the whole game, but definitely showed we belonged with with the three-headed monster, and we we have our own little front front four monster of our own. <laughs> Yeah, Kylan James, the other running back uh, there as well. Um, Cam Jr. had another sack. Check Fall had a sack as well. Uh, Ryan had five tackles, including one for a loss. Um, Frankie West led the team, 10 tackles total. Logan had seven. Mike had seven, and Cam had seven as well. So a lot of tackling involved uh, from the guys, uh, you know, the, the main guys there on defense. The the Hail Mary play, how often do you guys practice defending Hail Marys? Uh, we, we practice our victory package every Thursday. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I, I watched the replay on it, and, you know, you see the uh, – I think it was Nick that got a hand on it, um, and uh, and it happened to go up in the air. It didn't look like he was trying – he wasn't trying to tip it up. Obviously, he was trying to knock it down. Uh, but it gets tipped up in the air, um, falls into the hand of a Central Arkansas defender, and then guys – immediately tackle him uh but it's too late he had that momentum going into the end zone and and uh you know like i said just a heartbreaking loss for you guys you put in all this work all this effort last week you talked about hey we're still clinging to that hope of what's ahead of what can be and all that kind of stuff and and you know i i don't know of any other way to say it but that hope kind of gets shattered um at the end of this game so how are the guys handling it how's the how's the locker room right now knowing that you still have a whole nother game left to go, you're going to try to send out the seniors, um, you know, on a positive note and things like that. So how's everybody doing? Yeah. One thing we have, we have a tough team, a tough, resilient team. Oh, and I forgot, we got to talk about the the two turnovers we had Marvion Fields forced fumble and Deontay Denbury's pick should have yeah. been, but that's whatever. Uh, but we, we have a tough, resilient team that knows we're good. We know we like to fight. And like I, like I said, and, Anytime we're on the field together, the energy is electric. You can tell by watching us play that we love each other. We love playing for each other. And the last thing we want to do is send our, our seniors out with a loss. Mm. So it, it's one of those things where you, you we need to get back to what we do. We need to get back to our details. And this isn't a week to slack off. It's a week to keep getting better, keep expanding. Because not only are we we're making the culture for the next season, we're, we're setting our standard for what we want to be. Sure. We can't. You can't look at it as, yeah, we're gonna have a losing season. Like I said, you have to have victories in everything, or at least attempt to find victories. The last thing you want to do is send our seniors out with the, with the loss. Plus, the way the way my the way our team operates, we will we will keep fighting. We're gonna keep yeah. fighting until the last buzzer sounds. <laughs> now let's talk about the end of the game situation real quick. Um, the clock didn't start. Uh, on the play leading up to um, the Hail Mary. And and UAC's already come out and said, hey, 
it was a, it was a mistake shouldn't have happened um it should have been corrected and it wasn't <clears throat> they said they're handling it um internally and i'm not sure what that means exactly um i'm all for home field advantages i'm all for the clock guy having a slow finger um you know all that kind of stuff but obviously in the day and age that we live in that stuff is supposed to be corrected on the field immediately uh someone's supposed to see that and fix it uh i know coach wells wasn't happy we saw him uh, having a conversation when the game was done and um and you know i, I uh ad roan put out a, a statement today uh you know applauding the uac for admitting the mistake and everything like that but that, that can't make it feel any better <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day for someone to say yeah we were wrong that doesn't that doesn't make you go oh okay well in that case everything's <laughs> fine right yeah uh it, it's hard for me because i don't i don't really have any opinions or comments on officiating officiating is officiating at the end of the day i I just play the game and i play as hard as i can throughout the game no matter what the calls are no matter what the the clock really is uh i know when they came out with that statement there was uh mixed emotions around because obviously it doesn't take doesn't take the loss off our record (laughs) and it keeps the win on their record so right it it's hard because it it only for me i i hate statements like that because it leads for excuses and sure. it leads for for people finding ways out of what really happened or what really could have should have what could have that that doesn't that doesn't mean anything for me nor does it mean anything really for my team or our mm-hmm. coaching staff or our, the rest of our staff we like i said we're we're fighters we we compete to the whistle blows so however the shake up outcome whatever yeah <laughs> and, and it's not that i have my obviously have feelings about it but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Hard to comment on those. Yeah, no, I understand. And that's a good, that's a good leadership answer, uh, Ryan, uh, as well. Uh, I'll say this. I went to, and I know the UAC and the ASUN is technically different. I think there's some commonality amongst them. But I went to a basketball game Friday night for the men, Saturday afternoon for the ladies. And I made Twitter comments and during both games about the officiating. The, the men's game was a blowout. Um, but, uh, you know, I just said, Hey, these officials feel like they got to be seen, uh, they're late in the fourth quarter blowout and they're just, they're doing some things that were just kind of fishy. I'm not fishy. That's the wrong word for it. Just, it didn't make sense. Now the girls game, uh, two minutes in coach Todd gets a technical and I'm going, you know, what did he do? He crosses his arms too hard. Like, I mean, coach, coach Todd doesn't, what are you doing? Two minutes into a game. And, um, uh, I was able to get some insight on it later, but at the end of the day, the the officiating was just it was just rough. It was there were some some real questionable things, and we, and that's consistent. Now, granted, they're under a microscope. Everybody hates them because right. if they make a call against your team, everybody's going to hate them. I get that. I officiated for ten years. I understand it's a it's a loveless uh, job. But that being said, I think the A Sun and the UAC need to do a little bit better job holding these guys accountable, um, making sure that they are correcting things and improving things improving training all those kinds of things because what i've seen at least in the asun is a consistent and and i say that it's basketball and football specific um the baseball officiating there was one guy was bad but nonetheless um there just needs to be accountability if we don't have accountability um you know or, or any kind of repercussion things don't get better so i hope that those things um get better and i know like i said i i don't think that that's what ultimately cost you guys the game um, you know, I, and, uh, and I think you guys would agree with that. It does stink and it would have helped, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, plays still have to be made. And, uh, sadly, Sar- central Arkansas had the play that they completed the game when it was all said and done. And, and that's the way it is. We'll look at SF Austin. We'll look at them a little later in the program. Uh, but Ryan, it's time for our first guest of the evening. And, uh, we're excited, uh, for the first time this year, second time ever on the program to have EKU volleyball head coach. John Abazani on with us. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, congratulations on a great regular season. And uh, I want to start with that and talk about just how you've been able to see this program grow and improve each year um, where you guys have it now rolling into the to the postseason uh, after just a phenomenal regular season. You know, when I took over this program, I knew it was going to be like a process. Uh, I think last year I was a little defeated. Just, yes, we had a great record, but we didn't make the conference tournament. And I was just like, man, when am I going to see this? You know, when is this rebuild going to actually, you know, come about? And, 
you know, this year's just been awesome. I think, you know, we returned a lot of our girls and I think we worked really hard this spring on our culture, on um, just our competitiveness and just building something as a team that definitely carried on to this year. You know, you have expectations as a coach of kind of what you think your team's going to be able to do this fall. And I think that this team absolutely exceeded all my expectations and more. Um, and look at us now, you know, having a third seed going into the conference tournament from not even making it last year um, is amazing. And this, they, I give all the credit to the senior leadership and our captains that it's been a fun journey so far. Now, I, I'm trying to think the right way to ask this question, but the, you talk about culture and building that culture and you've been working on and building that culture. Yeah. The coaches across the EKU athletics right now have that commonality of building mm -hmm. strong culture. Um, you know, coach Hamilton on the men's side, coach Todd, just in year three with the, with the girls team, uh, coach pro with the baseball coach Wells, uh, with the football, you with the volleyball, you've been around longer than most of those, those folks. Yeah. Um, are you guys able to lean on each other in that aspect of uh, do you guys have conversations about building culture and, and those sorts of things or, or how does that, is there any of that kind of communication? Yeah. Going on with you guys? I think the biggest thing is early on, especially in the season, we're meeting with our players every single week, you know, us and, and my staff, I think that's important is allowing your staff to be a part of conversation and mm -hmm. listening to their thought and their process. It's, it's not just my way. I learn from my staff. I learn from my players. Um, you know, a lot of coaches have it, have their vision, have their way, and that's all they do. You know what I mean? And yeah. so we've been very open in communication. Um, players are very open with me. They trust me. Um, and so I'm able to listen to what they have to say and, you know, if that's something that we have to change, we're absolutely going to do it. Um, so I take that into hand. I take that into conversation. And I think that's what allows us to work so well together is that I can be open with my players. They can be open with me. And in the hard times, how are we going to overcome that adversity? Um, and that's a big part of that culture piece. And so this is the, like, it's just so hard because, you know, there's coaches where they're like, ah, oh, it's tough, you know, I have a tough team, you know, with kids or certain issues or drama or all that stuff. And this is the first year I've literally been so happy and just so like, wow, even the, through the losses. I mean, I tell them all the time, I've only been mad seven times, seven times this year. And a lot of those times I haven't been able to be mad because we've competed so hard. And so um, that as a coach right there, as long as you're competing hard and if you come up short, but you gave everything you've got, I'm still proud of them at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, yes, that culture piece, it's just being able to be open with your staff and your players um, is just something that we've really worked on this entire year. And it's really showed on the court. Now, I know once we start talking about individual players, you're going to want to talk mm -hmm. about everybody. But mm -hmm. uh, you've had several girls that have been getting recognition throughout the season. Sarah mm -hmm. uh, Mitchell just got another uh, ASUN Player of the Week award as well and you've had other girls too that that just been consistent and obviously when you have that kind of individual success you're going to have team success um, mm -hmm. as well what can you say about these the leadership on your team the girls that have led led this year whether it be the girls that are getting the recognition or maybe yeah. some girls that, that haven't gotten that recognition i think this is the first time in a while that i think our individual players are getting that recognition which is awesome um but what i do love is that they don't use that recognition as something that's selfish you know what i mean like they're not saying oh i deserve that and you know so forth i think the team is so happy for them and they just use it as fuel to continue to get better and they know it's a team game but i think it's awesome to see kids step up in that realm um and get that recognition especially for sarah you know sarah has been our starting outside for the last three years and she had never gotten player of the week, you know, out of her three years, four years here. And so this has been her best year yet. And the biggest thing with her was just keeping it consistent. And I know she's been great. And um, it's just awesome to see that confidence piece when things like that do happen, you know? Um, and I do think, you know, there are some kids that go left unnoticed that are still adding to our, you know, um, success this year. And, a lot of it has to go with our captains. You know, Josie Schmittendorf, she has gotten a lot of recognition, but she also plays a role that she's not putting the ball away every single point. She's not earning those points. Um, and then you have our other captain, Chloe Mason, who runs our offense as a setter. 
Um, I was a center myself and you just kind of know you're the quarterback. You don't get all the glory. You don't score the touchdown. You don't, you know, you don't get that final kill. Um, but you are leading and taking the charge of that team. And so without those two as our captains um, and those leaders, we wouldn't be going in the direction that we are right now. So it's awesome to see the recognition. And there's also some kids that don't get the recognition that absolutely deserve it, but they just get, you know, kind of caught behind the scenes, but they're absolutely a part of our success. Yeah. And Josie, by the way, great interview too. She gives you on the Mm -hmm. show. Uh, earlier this year and a lot of fun to talk to uh ryan i'll open the floor to you man what you got for coach uh hey coach uh, hey speaking of you being a former player i have to ask has uh has volleyball changed any since your playing career i will say absolutely it has more side of the mental game of it um i think the style of play is somewhat similar if anything it's just getting faster i, I think the part of the game is getting faster it's getting um just there's more power behind the game than it was. I think when I played, it was a little bit more strategic and things of that nature. But um, yes, it's it's absolutely still evolving. I think the mental game of it is awesome to just see how that's evolving. But um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny because like me and the staff always are talking because we're not all too far removed. I'm obviously the most removed, but when I talk to them about their experience and things like that, and they're like, things are different now, and I'm like y'all just played about five years ago. Like, you know, things have changed that long. Um, but it's just kind of crazy to see how, how the game has evolved. I think it's um, always going to keep evolving and changing. And so for me to keep my eyes open to that is going to make me more successful too, because I've always, every single year I've got to evolve as a coach. And if things are changing in the game, I've got to learn from that and continue to build this program to where it needs to be. With that changing, is recruiting um mm-hmm. how drastically has that changed over the last three or four years the way the transfer portal has opened up yeah. and things like that that um i'm sure that's been drastic uh you know with the transfer portal opening up it it's tough because we recruit two years out and so when you're like okay i'm recruiting the class of 2025 i've got four scholarships well how many of those do we need to save for transfers? Because you just don't know, you know what I mean? You don't know if kids are gonna leave, you don't know when money's gonna be available, how that works. Um, and so it, it it has been a process, I will say. And then there's also those kids that you wanna develop, you know, those high school kids, you want those four year kids, you wanna build a, you know, a true player that can be with you for four years that could still keep that culture. Um, and so we dabbled in the portal this year and we've got two transfers who's been, an absolute amazing addition. Um, and that's the scary part of the transfer portals. You just don't know what you're going to get. And um, you can get a great athlete, but it could have a, not a mentality that you want a part of your program or vice versa. So um, I think it's been challenging, but also rewarding at the same time. And, you know, with us joining the ASUN, even I think the caliber of athlete that we've been recruiting and now that we're getting interest from, um, has been different than when I first took over the program when we were in the OVC. So it's been fun to just be like, and to be like, and see just the caliber of type of athletes that are wanting to come to EKU. Um, and now that we're having success are constantly emailing, calling, texting, you know what I mean? And with this transfer window opening up soon, just kind of seeing what's going to be available and what we need and what we can get. Now let's talk about the tournament a little bit. Um, I know the baseball tournament is set up weird. I don't know how the volleyball tournament is. I know you've got three games. There's three three games currently on the schedule that are have the time set. So how does the tournament work? Is it a one and done? Um, is it pool play? How does how does all that work? It is one and done. So you have your seedings, and one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, four and five play. Um, and so if you lose the first day, you're out. And that's pretty much how it goes. And then the next day is semifinals and the next day is the championship. So um, it is it's the team that can focus and win three games back to back to back um, is who's going to win the tournament. And so we have that first morning game, which so be it. We practice in the mornings. We're ready for it. Um, but I, I think what, what fuels us is we lost to North Florida in the regular season and our kids ever since that loss have been more motivated that, to beat them again. Um, and so when we were watching on the bus on Saturday of who we were going to play, because it kind of came down to the last games, 
when we finished and we saw it was North Florida, they were very excited. So um, we will be playing at 10 a.m. Yeah, North Florida, October 13th was that match. Uh, one to three, uh, the final there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's funny the way that you responded that that morning, first morning game. Ryan, we talked about this a little bit when you guys went to Utah and the change of schedule and things like that. So I know, Coach, you practice in the morning, but what, what does that schedule look like? Is it up really early to kind of get everybody awake and going? You know, they so the tournament has certain hotels you have to stay at. So the hotels we stay at, there's four or five teams that are in there. And so you have your scheduled breakfasts. You have certain times you can scout and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, our breakfast is at 6 to 6.45 in the morning. And then we've got our serving pass at 7.57. And then we start warming up. And so, yes, it is very early. Um, but like I said, I mean, we do practice in the morning, which helps us be able to be used to getting up in the morning. Uh, this, this will be earlier, but I think um, – we're going to be very prepared for it. We're getting out. We leave tomorrow. So we'll be out there for a day and a half before we play. And so getting used to just the hot weather and the nice yeah. Florida weather uh, <laughs> prior to competing, but it'll be nice to just be down there early just to kind of get our day, like a day under our belt. To yeah. How much postseason experience does your team have? Sorry. Can you say that? Again? How much postseason experience do the girls on your team have? My senior class has one year. We made the conference tournament in 2021. So our first year in the ASUN, we made it. Uh, last year, we didn't. We have transfers. The, th the three transfers that we have um, that came in, all three of them have postseason play under their belt, which is nice um, to help in that realm from a confidence piece and just like a calm piece. Um, but no, this will be a first for our sophomores and freshmen, which is exciting for them just to have that but it's nice that our upperclassmen have that experience and they know what to expect and they just kind of know, you know, how to go about themselves. Yeah. And you know, the, the girls that are younger, you know, next year, they're going to have the experience and you can't ever get the experience without having the experience. So, uh, so that means that moving forward, you guys will be all, you guys will be seasoned vets uh, <laughs> yeah. by, in the next couple of years for sure. Ryan, what else you got for coach? Uh, I got one last question. Uh, yeah. How do you, how do you balance, being a great coach and a great mom at the uh, same time. You know, that one being a coach and a mom is one of the best things in America. Um, obviously it's very tough being away from my kids. Um, a lot of the reasons why we do practice in the morning is so I can get home early and be a mom. Um, I really kind of devote that time in my schedule to, yes, I can be an amazing coach and work all these hours, but I'm a mom first. And so, um, being able to have my kids in the gym, around the girls, around my life, and knowing what I'm doing is important. I was a coach's kid, so I grew up on the field. My dad coached college football. My mom coached volleyball, and so I was in the same boat. And so um, balancing that out, but I think the best part for being a mom and being a coach is just having your kids around. You know what I mean? Seeing your players see you be a mom and also have a career is important. Um, a lot of people just think, you know, once you become a mom, you can't do it all. Well, yes, you can. And so um, it's been fun. It's been hard. I, I won't, I won't, you know, sell myself short there. It's been very hard. It's been emotional on some days, but I think it's just, I try to hold myself together for those, you know, for those 17 girls on the team. And I don't try to be super fearless. I don't try to be super human, but I think the hard days when they come in and they, they just lighten up the mood and they can help me out during those hard days. So it's been a fun journey. Kind of the piggyback off that. My last question was your support system. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I know that being at the level that you're at as a coach, yeah. um, there's so much stress, there's so much time, there's so much, all these things that got to put in. And I know support systems are important. Um, yeah. Do you mind sharing kind of what your support system looks like? Yeah, obviously, first and foremost, my husband has been amazing. He's a former EKU alum baseball player. And so he knows the college journey and what that takes. And he knows in the fall, he has to be super dad and he watches the boys every weekend. So he's my first and foremost, number one sports system. Um, it's hard. I, I mean, I live in Richmond, Kentucky. My parents live in California and uh, his parents live in Atlanta. And so um my parents come out and support as much as they can and help out with the kids. But 
like I said, I've always been a coach's kid. My brother coaches college football at Missouri State. My dad and mom are both athletic directors and coach college sports. So like I'm in such a competitive family, but our support behind the sport and coaching is so amazing to just have that. Um, but between my parents and my in-laws, but my husband's my number one support. I also think like our administration has been so supportive too in this whole realm. Um, just anytime you need anything, my assistant coaches have been huge. They come babysit or they're, they're over at my house all the time. So I feel like I'm surrounded by a very good support system and it helps me love what I do and keep going every single day and waking up and still motivated to continue on. So it's been fun. Well, coach, first of all, again, congrats on the regular season. I know that's not your biggest goal, um, <laughs> but it, we can't ignore it. It's been, a, yes. it's been a very good regular season. Um, apologies, uh, for my lack of support. Of the I know I was going to say, I watched the podcast with Josie and I remember you saying, I apologize to coach. I got to get out there. It's <laughs> okay. Next year we will make it entertaining for you too. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I had, I did have an, uh, a night or a day, I guess it was a night that I'd planned on getting out there and I don't remember what it was now, but I had some excuse. Um, but nonetheless, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, we no do worries. want to support you guys and, and encourage people to come out as well and support you guys also. But uh, that being said, good luck moving forward. Uh, we're excited about what's ahead for you guys and uh, go beat North Florida and then on to the next day and on to the next day. So will um, do. Thank you. All right. Coach, again, <laughs> we really do appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thanks for having me. Yes, ma'am. That's yeah. Coach Jana Bazani, EKU Volleyball. And, uh, and really do appreciate her time. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're talking EKU women's basketball with the A-Sun newcomer of the week, Sierra McCullough. That's coming up after this quick word from uh, Let's Do All Around Roofing. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs at All Around Roofing. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Again, go to RighteousFelon.com. Use the code STOVE15. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And now it is time to welcome onto the show for the first time uh, EKU women's basketball player, Sierra McCullough. How you doing, Sierra? I'm doing good. Good. Uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. I'm, I'm sporting my... Uh, this T-shirt I got this weekend, uh, EKU Women's Basketball T-shirt. Ryan didn't get one because he was in in Arkansas. But nonetheless, they might be some extra ones around. We'll try to grab you one later. Um, but uh, Sierra comes in from Tennessee State and uh, and makes her presence known uh, very early on here in the season, getting the ASUN Newcomer of the Week uh, after pulling down 16 rebounds in the game this weekend. Uh, let's start with the easy one. How you like in Richmond? Um, I actually love it here. Um, I'm actually from the country, so this kind of reminds me of a little home away from home. Yeah. <laughs> and and the team, you, know, you get here, you got um, some uh, international flair on the team. Of course, Aliche's been around for a little while. A couple other ladies as well. Uh, you come in as the seasoned vet um, and uh, lots of experience under your belt. And how long did it take you to feel comfortable with with your teammates? Um. It might sound like online, but literally the first day, like from the first day I came in, we was like so connected. Like we was so like everyone was so welcoming and like it was kind of like crazy that I had kind of just met them because it like, I don't know, I felt right in like at day one. Now you're from Alabama, um, but you went to school at Tennessee State. Ryan's from Nashville. I'm from Murfreesboro. Um, so we had a lot of time in that, in that, uh, middle Kentucky or middle Tennessee, excuse me, area and things like that as well. I think Richmond and Lexington are very similar to that, to that, you know, middle Tennessee area. Uh, does that feel that all that way to you? 
Um, no offense, but I wasn't a fan of Nashville. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or the Middle Tennessee area. It was just too busy for me. I'm not really yeah. like a busybody person, and Nashville had too much going on for me. To be honest, I did not like that area. Yeah, Nashville is, and you know, so I grew up in the area. I'm I'm much older than you, and I've not been living in that area for about 15 years now, but um yes nashville is booming uh these days needless to say it is a hustle and bustle area and i can understand that especially tell us a little bit about i don't even know how you say it uh Op opalica 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 um it's actually twin cities with arborin um arbor university so i actually grew up around a lot of sports because of arbor university and i actually got recruited there but I did not want to stay in Alabama. But Opelika is really a small town. Uh, I want to say the population might be like 6,000 people. Okay. I don't know. Uh, the graduating class around like 400, maybe. Yeah. And I don't know. Everything is like Arborin and Opelika. So Opelika is technically like combined with Arborin. So like every activity that we do is probably with like people from Arborin and like local other smaller cities around but it's not much to it down there it is getting like more popular now because of arborin and more people are moving that way so they're coming up with more like developments and stuff so it's more like stuff to do now but it's nowhere i would ever want to go back and stay though <laughs> so so where do you want to go like when it's all said and done where, where do you want to be i want to move up north oh have you ever been up north no, I'm actually don't like the cold, but yeah, I was gonna say I think I can deal with it though. <laughs> well, you've got plenty of time to figure it all out. Uh, let's talk about the season so far. Northern Kentucky Saturday was an absolute blast of a game. Um, you guys handled your business. There really it really was never in doubt. Final score 86 75. Um, you guys took care of business, you controlled the boards, Aliche, um, and Ivy took care of the scoring for the most part. And uh, at the end of the day, you guys put it away pretty early and often. But as much as I want to talk about that, I want to talk about Coach Todd's technical. Um, I mean, you know, you've been around long enough now to know Coach Todd's not a not a guy that gets a whole lot of technicals. And two minutes into the game, gets teed up. Now, I asked him about this in the press conference, which he had to say no comment because he could get fined. But um, but you won't get fined. Uh, that, when, when you guys found out Coach Todd got the technical, what was the reaction? Um, I actually saw it when it happened. So I was going up to my teammates and actually thought I was joking. <laughs> but I know it kind of hyped us up because, like you said, Coach Todd is not a person who is, like, well frustrated. So for him to get a tech kind of, like, gave us more, like, okay, like, they want to go this route, we're going to do this. So that immediately made us, like, shut everything down, made, made them lose their confidence altogether because – you're trying to, you know, bring Coach Todd down when, like, he's not that type of person. So we yeah. actually was kind of like, like, like powered out for that. Yeah. It, was there any, um, you know, Ivy's from uh, played played at Northern Kentucky. So uh, was there any of that mindset going into it too? Hey, let's let's get one for Ivy, being that it's oh, our most team. definitely. We said that Ivy cannot go out like that. <laughs> and she had a great game, a uh, phenomenal yeah. game, actually. And I was told, so this is the first game that I've been able to come to. Um, I was hoping to make some practices this summer and wasn't able to get get there. Um, but, you know, I was told coming in, hey, you need to watch this girl, Ivy. She she can she can scoot. And uh, her and Aliche in transition was just phenomenal. They just kept finding each other. And like I said, you you got a lot of that transition started by getting the rebounds and, and going from there. Um, you know, you uh, you are 6'2". Um, so has this been your, your whole – basketball career has been been has that been your main i don't know what's the word i'm looking for um talent that's not the right word anyways you've been rebounding your whole life yes oh yes i've <laughs> i averaged like 16 in high school so it's kind of just been my thing yeah yeah do you like it i mean like so we had a girl emma emma hacker who graduated last year um she was tall but she didn't really like playing post stuff anything down low she would she would do it when she was asked to uh, but she preferred to be out she she had a growth spurt later anyways um do you like do you like banging down low oh yes most definitely that's <laughs> that's my favorite part of the game like the okay. physical part of it so yeah i definitely like being down low i love it ryan what do you got for sierra uh you had mentioned uh other sports that you would play what, what were some of the other sports in o 
Opelika? Is that how you say it? Yeah, it's Opelika. What other sports did you play in Opelika? Um, well, I actually started out with soccer to begin my whole, like, sports career. And then from soccer, I went to track. And then from track, uh, I did volleyball. And then basketball came along last, actually, was the thing. And then once I got to high school, I couldn't balance the whole three, four sports thing because I also played AAU and then also had with money. So that's how I ended up sticking out with basketball because, I don't know, everyone was telling me, oh, you're tall, just stick with it. So <laughs> this is one of those things. Great advice. Uh, great life advice there. Um, you're tall, so stick with it. I like it. Um, have you, um, like, talent-wise, do you think you could have played college volleyball? Uh, I don't know, because <laughs> I've been seeing some of these powerful hits, and <laughs> I don't know if I'm on that type of level, but okay. I don't know, maybe. If I would have continued with it, maybe. Yeah, if you were putting the work in and all that kind of stuff, sure. Um, talk about your, your coming to EKU. Uh, what was it that ultimately brought you here? Um, it was definitely the coaching staff. Um, coming from, like, out of the transfer portal, that was my third time with uh, my recruiting process. So I knew like when coaches was kind of like faking for the recruiting process and when they actually like believed in me and coach Todd straight up told me that like he believed in me. And like, if I come here, like I would like dominate. And like, he was basically just telling me things that I truly believed and that I felt like he truly believed. So it they was like the first school to talk to me after the portal. And literally after I came on my visa, I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, I don't have to go nowhere else. So it was really like a one and done deal for me. You were a, um, I guess you could say answer to prayer. Um, size was something that was missing uh, in this program since coach Todd's been here. Now he, first year he came in, he came in basically right before the season. So that was kind of rough, rough on him. And we had good girls and, and, and good team and all that kind of stuff, but size had always been missing. And um, this year, not only you, they brought in a couple other girls and Bridget, of course, is back as well. Um, so now there's actually depth um, at the position, which is totally new. And Coach Todd told me um, uh, the other night, uh, I talked to him Friday night after the guys game, and he said, he said, we're a different team. He said, we're different than what we've been. He said, but we're a really good team. And uh, so I'm sure that you've seen that as well. And, and talk about practice. Um, I mean, again, before you came and before some of the girls that are here now came, there wasn't bigs to battle in practice. Now you guys actually have some really good girls that you can can battle. So how does that help you uh, get ready for the season and improve throughout the season? Um, we push each other as hard as we can. Um, we never try to stay satisfied. We always try to raise our levels with each other. Um, try to make each other better. Like we are our biggest critic, like criticizers. Like you know, we might like correct one another, but we know it's from the heart. And I feel like us genuinely pushing each other make us go so hard in the game. Uh, there's been a small health issues, nothing major at this point. Um, and I know Antoinette uh, Mari is is due back any any day now as well, which is great. But you guys are going to go to Alaska. Um, and so you said you talked about wanting to go up north. There you go. That's up north for you. Uh, <laughs> how excited are you for that opportunity, though, to get to go? Um, to Alaska? I'm actually really excited because never in a million years, <laughs> I think I'll be going to Alaska and they just informed us that they had a snow emergency, so they had two feet of snow. So <laughs> that's probably make me a little more excited, but because I've actually only seen snow one time in my whole life. What? So this will probably be like my first time in like real actual like inches of snow. Yeah, I'm guessing you've never seen snow like this before. No. Um, I went to college in Wisconsin. I grew up in Tennessee, but went to college in Wisconsin, and that's when I realized what snow was. Um, yeah, I think you're in for a, a pleasant surprise. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think I think I'm excited for you guys. I've never been to Alaska. And my dad, my dad's gone. He loves Alaska, and uh, but it's pretty cool. Last year they went to Ireland. Of course, you didn't get to do that. Where's the coolest place you got to go at, uh, up to this point in your career? Um, we went to Puerto Rico my freshman year for Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. that's that's a little different than Alaska for sure. Yeah, uh, it was actually like really hot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. Now, you guys, when you go to Alaska, you're playing a top five team in the nation, I believe it is, mm -hmm. um, Utah. Um, I mean, having not only the chance to go see a cool place like Alaska, but to go and play competition like you're going to face uh, against Utah uh, more than likely. 
Um, I guess it's not guaranteed that you play Utah. It's a possibility that you play Utah. Um, but that opportunity, of course, you'll play Tennessee later as well. So you guys got got some really cool opportunities, um, you know, coming up. Uh, is that something that you look forward to as well? Oh, yes, most definitely, because we preach that we want to play in March. So playing teams that's already, you know, on that level will help us know, like, what improvements that we have to work on to be able to play in March. Ryan, what else you got for Sierra? Uh, I got one more. Uh, did, growing up, did you have a player who, like, inspired you or who did you look up to or who you modeled your game after? Um. I wouldn't say I model my game after anyone because, like, I really didn't grow up around, like, a sportsy family. Like, they like sports, but it was just to watch. But I would say I love watching, like, Brittany Grinder growing up. Only because, like, she was, like, the first woman to, for me to see dunk. So, like, I don't know, it just was, like, the aggressiveness of her. And I always just, like, watching her. But I can say, like, some of the stuff that she did, you know, I do now. But... That's probably the closest person I say I can model my game to, but I've never really like modeled my game to anyone because like I don't know, growing up I really didn't like know that, like to like look up to people, to know all of that. Like sports was really new to my family. Uh we had uh Coach Brown on, Coretta Brown on last year and uh chatted with her. And of course she played in WNBA and and has all kinds of experience. I'm trying to get her to get Candace Parker to come to campus. And hang out because I'm from Tennessee. Like for me, women's basketball in Tennessee was a huge deal. And I'm like, you need to make this happen. Let me know when it happens so I can be there and uh, and geek out over Candace Parker. But uh, (laughs) but I don't know. Being able to lean on someone like Coach Brown um, and all her experience, have you been able to have conversations with her about you know getting to that next level? Is that something that you're interested in doing? Going to the next level. Um, I'm actually not interested in going pro. I actually would like to finish my master's degree after um, I finish. But I also like talking to Coach Brown. Just She gives life lessons. Like within basketball, she gives life lessons. So what you can apply to the game with her is what you can apply to life. Yeah. I've not gotten to really know um, Veronica Ryan very much, uh, Bree, Chad, Felicia. I, I don't know them at all. Um, but coach Brown, I don't know coach Brown well, but, um, but the conversation I had with her and just watching her, she's, she's so intriguing. You can just tell she's full of knowledge and wisdom, uh, just in the way she carries herself. Same with coach Todd too. Uh, but, uh, I'm sure that having, having, uh, someone like coach Brown on the staff is, is really cool to have and, and, uh, to get, uh, you know, talk to and have, have things from for sure. Um, I mean, not only is the Alaska trip coming up, but conference play will be here before you know it too. Um, you know, and, and this is your first year in this conference, of course. What's the goal? I, I mean, you talked about March. So is that the ultimate goal is is making it to March? Yes, the ultimate goal is to get better per game. So when we get to conference time that we have enough confidence that we know that we're going to be playing deep into March. So the ultimate goal is to win a championship, the A-Sun championship. Yeah. Um, and then last thing that I've got is uh, we look at this team. I talked to Coach about this at the press conference as well, but um, we got to see some of the depth of this team already because of the injuries that were you know around this week and things like that as well. Who's somebody on the team that maybe we've not seen a whole lot of yet, uh, but that we need to keep an eye on? Uh, I know you. I know you. All the girls will be mad if you don't say them, but you got to pick one. One girl on the team that maybe we've not seen a whole lot of yet, uh, but when we do, that we're going to be blown away by. I want to say Nakaya. She's out right now due um due to her ankle, but just know when she come out, we're going to be an even better team, especially defensively. She's probably one of the the best defensive players on our team. So, well, I, that's not the first time I've heard that name, and I've been told when she's healthy, um, you guys are going to be even better of a team than what you already are. Now, uh, Sierra, I've told people this. Uh, I've told people this for the last couple of years, and I continue to preach it this year. We need people to come out and support you girls. Um, it was a decent crowd, actually, on Saturday afternoon uh, for, for what it was and when it was. Um, but uh, we keep telling people, you got to come out. Uh, the guys have the mantra of the most exciting 40 minutes in sports and all that kind of stuff. And I enjoy the guys' games. I support the guys' team, too. But I think um, – I tell so I coach high school guys – and I tell them, go watch the girls. Uh, you learn more from watching the girls than you are from watching the guys. I love watching you guys, your girls play. 
I, 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 Saturday was a blast. I'm looking forward to the next one that I can make as well. Um, give us a sales pitch, uh, other than it's just our responsibility. We're supposed to be there. Give us the sales pitch for why we need to come watch and support uh, EKU women's basketball. If you come out, you're going to get a show every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to tell people, Sierra. Every time. All you have to do is come. That's all. You show up, we'll do the rest. Okay. I love it. I love it. Uh, Ryan, anything else for Sierra? Uh, are we going to see an in-game dunk? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> no, you'll see a good block, though. i get you a good block, a good exciting block, so you can get up out your seat. There right, we bro. go. There we go. Sierra, welcome to Richmond. We're excited about what the season holds ahead. Excited for, for you all to get to go to Alaska. That's going to be fun. But we're ready for you to get home so that we can cheer you on and uh, and uh, really excited about what the season holds. I love what Coach Todd has done with the program and where he's where he's been taking it. And uh, I'm excited about the team that's that's in this year as well. So thank you for taking time for us tonight and, uh, and good luck for the season ahead. Thank you. You're welcome, Sierra McCullough the EKU women's basketball representative tonight on the sports stove local hour. All right, Ryan, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk SF Austin and the final regular season football game of the season. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and termite today at myipm.com that's myipm.com welcome back into the sports stove local hour presented by righteousfelon.com go to or righteous felon excuse me go to righteousfelon.com use the promo code stove 15 for 15 percent off your purchase want to let people know the eku women play again on wednesday they travel to evansville indiana to face off against evansville trying to beat them they got they got beat last year and so they're trying to get revenge on them this year. The men are off until Friday. They'll host UT Martin Friday night at 7 p.m. All right, final regular season game for EKU football is coming up this weekend at home. Uh, I will not be there because I have basketball games. Um, it's going to be a ridiculously long game. i got a round robins, and it's, ah, it's stupid long. But anyways, I won't be there um, uh, unless I get thrown out or something like that. Then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll come over. Maybe I'll just get thrown out of the game on purpose to come over. But um, nonetheless, it's a 2 o'clock kickoff uh, against uh, SF Austin, who's 3-7 and seven on the year, 0-5 in the conference, a down year for sure for SF Austin. Um, but you know, the big thing is it's the senior day. It's, 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 uh, representing, uh, introducing, not introducing, but, uh, um, what's the word I'm acknowledging the seniors, uh, as well. And we know that even with the tough loss this week, you guys will be dialed in and ready to go for what is ahead, uh, for SF Austin. So let's start with this. All right. Um, SF Austin's running back, Gerald Wimbley. He currently has 666 yards. Yeah, like, come on, uh, you know, take a knee, go down a yard back, or get a yard ahead. I mean, you can't, you can't be walking into the last week of the season with 666 yards. What's wrong with that guy? We're just gonna have uh, to- that being said, uh, it's a relatively balanced offense uh, from from what I can see, um, and uh, and they run the ball some. Uh, you know, they got a couple guys that run. Anthony Williams, the other running back. Uh, they split the carries almost evenly and um, similar stats on them catching the ball. They've got a couple of guys that receive the ball as well. Of course, their quarterback. I don't know if they've had an injury um, or what's going on at quarterback for them. They got Brian Maurer, uh, who has the majority of attempts this year, but they also have Preston Weeks, who has almost a thousand yards on the year also. So I don't know what's going on with the quarterback situation, but what do you know about SF Austin? Uh, other than they're huge, uh, all of them. <laughs> gigantic everything's bigger in texas for a okay. reason but yeah we're gonna have to tfl the running back that way he, he can't come in the game with that many yards my <laughs> off the rip but uh for the quarterback situation they use both quarterbacks uh, okay so it's not that one's hurt they just like using them both in different scenarios but 
like I said, they're all huge. Well, you'll all see them once they come off the bus. They're gigantic. All of them are at least six five plus, including the quarterback. Um, it, it's just another another tough team because these guys always play us really tough. Uh, it, they're big maulers offensively. Mm. They they're huge run game team. They like to air it out a little bit, but they like they like their zone concepts and uh, they like not bully ball you, but they realize their people are bigger than yours and they're going to try and grind you down, wear you down, and hopefully stuff starts spitting for them. I, don't, I can't speak on their, their defense because I don't know too much about it. I haven't scouted them all that much. But I know it will be another good competitive game because all of them are, just because their record doesn't show that they've been good. You'll have to watch the games instead of look at their records. But they're another good team, another good solid team that we're going to have to go in and fully prepare for and get ready to battle. Yeah, their last two games they've gotten walloped. Um, Southern Utah beat them 45-17. Tarleton beat them 59-17. But before that, they had a lot of close games. Um, they uh, Let's see here. They lost to Abilene Christian by a touchdown. They lost to Central Arkansas by a field goal. They lost to Utah Tech by six. Um, they blew out Texas A&M Commerce. Um, they lost to Austin P by two. So, I mean, they've had a lot of close games this year. And so, when you, like you said, you look at the record, you go, oh, man, they stink. Well, you know, not necessarily. <laughs> they're a beatable team, but they're not um, they're, they're not necessarily as bad as their record says that they are as well. And, of course, they're not going to want to come in and just lay down for you guys right. either. Um, so, so that makes that on top, on top of all that. Um, but you guys are uh, uh, acknowledging the seniors this week. And uh, what can you say about the seniors on this team this year specifically? This senior class, um, it, it's it's hard to just try and wrap them up in a couple words because they've been so inspirational. They've been so dynamic. Is what I if if I could if I could put one word in that they've been dynamic. They this group has extended the program forward, regardless of how their the record went for this season, regardless of how their own individual success went this season. Those guys have helped in, install a new, not a new culture, but an existing culture that really needed to come back of working hard, working for what you've earned and not, not complaining, just, just yeah. getting the job done. And I, if I could say one thing to all of those seniors and thank them for one thing, that that's one thing they inspired me to do, to just keep working, keep pushing. Your time will come. And when your time comes, make the most of it. Don't just sit back and be sad about the situation or the scenario you're in. Just when your time comes, if you're fully prepared for it, make the most of your moment. And that's what I can say for any senior that you go down the line and mention. That's Parker. He finally got in his freshman year, got his start. Josiah, he finally gets his time and making the most of it. EB's graduating. He gets his touchdown last night. That's the one thing I can say about this group. When they're in, they make their moments happen. I love it. We'll, we will recap the season once it's all said and done. Uh, we'll, we're going to hand out some awards and do some different things. Uh, I've got some different ideas for ways we can recap the season, so looking forward to that. Uh, but we won't do it yet because the season ain't over, so we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to that another day down the road. And I appreciate everyone who's tuned in throughout football season. Of course, we've been football heavy since the summer. Um, we are transitioning as football season ends into basketball. We'll focus a lot on basketball. And once baseball season starts, we'll be picking up baseball as well. And maybe some of the other things along the way. I've, I've always told people um, I'm not I'm not anti the other sports, but the reality is, is I can't pay attention to them all with my schedule. So we cover what I watch and, uh, and pay attention to and go from there. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for the crowd that's been watching throughout football season. I encourage you to stick with us. Uh, on through basketball and baseball season two. We got great guests that'll come on each week. And um and uh so we always appreciate your support though as you tune in as well. So next week we will be back. Uh we'll be recapping SF Austin. Uh we'll be having some guests on depending on schedule, some basketball guests and different things going on. Uh we might be celebrating the the volleyball team winning the conference tournament. Um and and we'll see what we can do with that too. So uh, we'll keep we'll keep bringing the heat. We just need you to keep coming out and watching and paying attention to us and helping us out along the way. We appreciate your support along the way as well. Um, 
looking forward to the weekend. Um, I know uh, we, uh, my basketball team, we're one and one. Uh, we've got some really tough games this week. We play tomorrow night in Lawrenceburg against a team that is way bigger than us. It's going to be a tough match. And then Saturday, we've got, uh, we'll play two games on Saturday against conference opponents that are going to be, we'll be the underdogs in both of those two. So we got a, we got a, a, a uphill climb this week, um, but we're just going to keep on persevering, keep pushing through. And uh, like I said, I hate that I can't be at the game. Um, and I saw the schedule come out. I was like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> but uh, is what it is. Nonetheless, uh, I'll be cheering you on in spirit uh, as well. And like I said, if I get thrown out, maybe I'll just come, come over and watch um, and go from there. So me and Todd, uh, me and coach Todd both have one tech on the season. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll try to keep it at one, one as well. I was, my goal was to get zero this year, right. by the way. And uh, game number one, uh, it was a, it was a, tic-tac call but anyways doesn't matter it happened um listen thanks to everybody for tuning in uh go visit our sponsors righteousfelon.com anywhere you are in the world you can go to righteousfelon.com order some jerky and uh, use the code stove 15 get 15 percent off your purchase and get it wherever you are they are there are in stores i think they're in costco now actually uh, but don't go to costco and get it go online and get it it's cheaper you get the code stove 15 that's what you got to do. Um, if you live in central Kentucky, IPM Pest and Termite is your, your best place to go for any pest needs that you have. You can go to myipm.com and all around roofing. They take care of all the exterior needs of your home. If you live here in central Kentucky, uh, reach out to them. Let them know. Uh, and I thank you for listeners who have done this, uh, but let them know you heard about them here on the sports stove as well. Uh, I highly recommend these businesses. I don't just take their money. I, I, am, I use them. And, uh, and I trust them, and I, I would entrust them to you all as well. Thanks to Sierra McCullough for coming on and chat tonight. Coach Bazzani, uh, again, a phenomenal year for the volleyball team. It's not over yet, but sure appreciate her. And, uh, and even though she, she, uh, she, she punched me in the chin on her way out today, uh, calling me out for not coming, um, I appreciate her, and I really do feel bad for not getting out to any games this year. Um, that being said, I still appreciate her coming. Thank you to Alex and KB for helping us get these interviews lined up tonight as well. Always thank you to Ryan, and uh, and his addition to the show has been awesome. And uh, continue to get comments every week, Ryan, about you on the show and how much people love it. So thank you for being here as always. Through thick and thin, tough, tough ones and and good ones at the same time. You never back down. I appreciate that. Uh, follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Again, go visit our sponsors as well. We'll see you next week. Until then, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.